ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There is something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. How the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills. That draws us to It's time for testimony. Say amen. How many of you are becoming wiser through the testimonies? Ladies and gentlemen, this morning we have powerful testimonies. Help me welcome Abigail Opoku to share her testimony with us. Please encourage her as she comes. Hi. Um, my name is Abigail Edu Opokua. And I'm from the Kolebu Center and I'm also an Aircom star. Um, my testimony is about how God delivered me um, from death last Thursday. So I... So Thursday morning, I boarded a Trotsky from Kolebu to Tema Station. So as we're going, we're almost at Tema Station, actually. And we got to NLA, that area. The Trotsky driver was negotiating a curve. And then all I heard, the passengers in the car started screaming, Jesus, Jesus. So I was wondering what was happening because I was the only one who was not screaming Jesus. So I just realized that the car had come to an abrupt stop and... A motor rider from I don't know where just had smashed into the Trotsky. The impact was so strong. The glasses, everything was just shattered. I was scared. I was, I was shaking. I was, I was very afraid. So when I, everything had stopped, and I, I was checking to see whether I was still around. So, I, I, so as I checked and I realized that I'm still around, so I looked around and realized that there was not a cut There was not an ache. There was not an injury. Then I realized that it could only have been for the prayers that daddy said for us on Sunday. It was, when daddy was praying, he said that any advances of death, he blocks it. And I realized that that is it. That was actually what had happened. And by the grace of God, by the prayers of my prophets, my life had been preserved. My life had been saved. So I want to say thank you, daddy, very much for praying for us. And I want to encourage us that we should take the prayers seriously. I, I think I took the prayers really seriously and it saved me on Thursday. So we should, everybody should take the prayers seriously. Communion prayers, prayers in the service. Take them seriously. You, know, you don't know where and what the prayers will save you from. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. We have another testimony. Help me welcome Veronica Ajimine to share her testimony with us. Hello, 
my name is Veronica Achiman. I'm from the Matayoko Center, and I'm also a member of the Greater Love Choir. <laughs> Somewhere last year, December, okay, my testimony is about how I was delivered from a gas explosion. Somewhere last year, December, I was sent to buy um, a cylinder to fill gas. And also, I was sent to do a bank transaction. But looking at the time, it was around four, and the bank closes at five. So I decided to do the gas first. So on my way, I just, I was hungry, so I got something to eat. And then I stopped at the gas um, station, and then I was eating. As I was eating, a thought occurred to me that, hey, this place could also burn. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's even worse than a fuel station. Because if the, a, a, a fire should start right now, it will burn fatally. So I just dismissed that thought. I said, oh, this is not a good thought. What is that? So I, I dismissed it. And then I filled the gas. On my way to the bank, I was just praying in thanks. I was thanking God for my life. Thank you, Jesus. Something that I usually do when I'm driving on a highway. So I was just thanking God for my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for redeeming me. And I was speaking in thanks and as well. So I finished the bank transaction. And I went home. I went to sleep. Nothing happened. So early in the morning, I woke up to see a text, to find a text from my auntie. And she said that um, breaking news, it, it said breaking news, um, there has been a gas um, explosion around Trade Fair Center. And Zenith University College students were um, running for their lives. So is this the same place that I went to buy the gas? And I said, wow, yes, really, that's the place that I went to buy the gas. At that point, I didn't really realize how serious it was. So I just took it, you know, I took it lightly. Later on, I, I heard it on the radio, on the TV. I even met a taxi driver. The taxi driver was telling me that he was there. And even the people that were driving along the street were affected. Their, 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 their cars were getting exploded and everything. So I was like, hey, God. But at that point, I still didn't realize how serious it was. Later on, I heard, I heard from my aunt that um, she knew somebody who, who had an office around there. And then she was exploded out of her office. <laughs> so that was when I realized that this one day, it was around the same time because um, I'm coming. So at that point, I heard a voice tell me that cemented by the small thing to you, that I delivered you, eh? That was when I remembered daddy's prayers. That. <laughs> hey, I've forgotten the thing. Okay. Oh. I remember daddy's prayers that. Um... <laughs> I want to say that particular thing. <laughs> okay. That you shall escape from sudden surprises. <laughs> that was when I realized what could have happened to me. That I could have bent. I could have even, because I had a gas in my car. So even if the car had gotten bent, it would have ex- just exploded. And I, I don't know what I'll be left with. I just want to thank God for my life, for saving me. And I also want to encourage everybody that we should not, you should not take the Holy Spirit for granted. He was trying to talk to me at the filling station, but then I just, I just knocked it off because I was thinking that is not the Holy Spirit. 
And also, you should always give thanks to God. Because even as I was giving thanks to God, I didn't know that I was being delivered from death. I want to thank God for my life. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. We have two testimonies coming from Madagascar and First Love UK. This testimony is coming from Francine Bruce. She wants to thank God for healing her through daddy's mantle. Two weeks ago, I had some skin rashes all over my body and was spreading all over my body. It looked like a ringworm. A thought occurred to me to use the mantle daddy prayed on. And to the glory of God, everything just vanished without me applying medicine or taking any medication. It was my first time I'd experienced such a physical healing. And I want to say thank you to God and a big thank you to Bishop Dag for the mantle. I like to encourage everyone to use their mantles. Even though I'm outside Ghana, it says working for me fully. Jesus is still in the business of doing miracles. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for a powerful testimony. We have another testimony coming from First Love UK. My testimony is about how Bishop's prayer saved my older sister from death last night. Last night, about 9 p.m., I had a strong urge to send Bishop's prayers to my sister. I had already sent her one that morning. I had a call about 2 a.m. this morning from my mom that Yvonne is struggling to breathe and she cannot move her neck. Fear gripped me because three years ago, I lost my only brother and similarly, he got ill and after a week passed away. I prayed with my mom over the phone and I asked her to take my sister's phone and check for Bishop's prayers and play it for her. After doing that, all of a sudden she started to breathe and was very okay. I want to thank God for the prayers and for the podcast. Even though we are far away, we are being blessed by the prayers and by the messages. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for powerful testimonies coming to us. And with a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to give a powerful offering. Take out a very good offering this morning. And lift up your offering high above your head. It's a year of greatness, so your offering must be very great. Lift up your offering high above your head. Father, we thank you for the blessing to give. Bless the seed that we are given in Jesus' name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another powerful ministration. Help me welcome Ida. The Spirit of the Lord is upon the man of God. He's anointed to preach the word of God. Oh, yeah. And hear my broken heart. Your broken heart by the anointing. When you have 
was another woman who had been bent over for 18 years. No one loved her and no one showed her any kindness. Oh no. But one day she met Jesus. He said to her, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. Oh, his power touched her body. She stood up that day and she was healed. Oh, oh. there was yet another woman. The woman with the issue. She had been bleeding for 12 long years, and she had suffered many things from many physicians. Yes, she has, but you know what? Rain 
just romance and be good to my man in secret and in public I want to obey what the word of God says oh, oh. I wanna be a virtuous woman I'm gonna be a virtuous woman I'm gonna be a virtuous woman I'm gonna be a virtuous woman listen there are so many different kinds of women I know I could be any kind of a woman I could be an angry woman I could be a broadened woman I could be an odious woman I could be a contentious canton cross woman oh, 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 oh. yeah but I'm gonna be a virtuous woman I'm gonna be a virtuous woman just for man I'm gonna be a virtuous woman What kind of woman Are you gonna be God is gonna judge you God is gonna judge you By the way you be And how you treat your man What kind of woman Are you gonna be God is gonna judge you God is gonna judge you By the way you be And how you treat your man Just woman, what kind of woman are you gonna be? I'm 
I'm gonna be a vicious. Will you wake up early? Will you be hard working? Say, I'm gonna be a vicious. Will you dress in silk and purple and serve them some good food? I'm gonna be. Will you smile on arrival? Or will you tie your face? Say, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be. If you promise, raise your hand and say, I'm gonna be a vicious woman. I'm gonna be a vicious. Cause you look so beautiful. So why shouldn't you be beautiful? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be safe. I don't see the hands, the ladies out. Come on, ladies. I'm gonna be, gonna be, gonna be, gonna be, gonna be, gonna be, yeah, 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 yeah,
He's your Lord and He's your God. He's your Creator, your Savior. He died for you and He really loves you. Oh, you must love the Lord. Give Him all your heart. You must love the Lord because if the greatest commandment child of God. You must love the Lord. Give him your very, your very heart. You must love him. You must love him, sweet Jesus. Give him your very heart. With no life, he'll satisfy you and show you Say that you love him. You must love the Lord. Tell him, show that you love him. Say that you love him with all your heart. Yeah. Tell him you love him. Show that you love him. Say that you love him. You must love him. Tell him you love him. Say that you love him. Show that you love. Amen. How many of you are blessed by the ministration? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for my favorite part of the service. It's time for the word of God. David said that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you're excited about the word, make your loudest noise. Let's welcome our Father, Bishop Daggerwood. I see the light the Lord has given. Oh, I see the light. The Lord has given for you and me, so we can see. Oh, I see the light the Lord has given. Oh, I see the light, I can see the light. Oh, I see the light the Lord has given for you and me, so we can see. Father, we thank you for today and the blessing you have for us we are grateful touch our hearts speak to us today let everyone here be blessed lifted to the next possible level of our lives we give you praise we thank you Lord in Jesus name and everyone said amen You may be seated. 
What a blessing. All right. Um, we have been sharing about greatness, and I believe that God is blessing us with greatness. And I am sharing with you about how to make prophecy come true in your life. Is that not so? First Samuel chapter 12 and verse 19. And all the people said unto Samuel, Pray for thy servants unto the Lord that we die not. For we have added unto all our sins this evil to ask us a king. Now, these Israelites asked for a king and God was not happy even with the prayer, the request. So you must be careful of the things you ask God for. Because, why? Because the, the request sometimes reveals something about you. That is why it is good not to ask sometimes for things, but to let people themselves decide what they want to do. Sometimes it's dangerous. It's dangerous for a sister to propose, like, ask a brother, have you thought about me? The brother may have thought about you, but because of your prayer, he may not be interested any longer. Verse 20. And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, you have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And turn ye not aside, for then you should go after Vain things which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. So you must not follow vain things which cannot profit and cannot also deliver you. you must follow something that can benefit you and something that can also deliver you, and that is the living God. How many know that our God can deliver us? And then it's also beneficial to serve the Lord. I find serving the Lord really beneficial. I've I've not yet found a good reason not to serve the Lord. No matter what anybody says. I I have a song called No Apologies. Yeah. We have no apology for serving the Lord. He says, don't follow things that do not profit. Put it up. Yeah, do not profit nor deliver. You must follow something that is profitable and also something that will deliver you. 
I like a prayer the Catholics pray. Um, I think, is it, did pray for us sinners now and in the hour of our death. I've prayed this prayer many times. Because I used to go to a, a, a Catholic school. So we were always praying that prayer. It's a good prayer. In the hour of your death, what profit is there with all all your money? All your houses? All your degrees? And all your goals for this life in the hour of your death? In the hour of your death, only what is profitable and what can deliver you will be useful. Amen. Verse 22. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake. Because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. Amen. Amen. Moreover, as for me. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I'll teach you the good and the right way. So you see in verse 19, he said, the people said, pray for thy servants that we die not. So prayers can keep you from dying. You know, when people give testimonies, you know, it's God who delivers you, you know. But it is good also to grow to believe in prayer and in the prayers of God's prophets. And like the Bible says, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So there are different types of prayers. And the people said, pray for us that we die not. So there are prayers that keep you from dying. And all the prayers you believe in and you hear being spoken over you are representing a great deliverance from evil for your life. Now, when you are a man without faith everything you can explain away with circumstances and oh I was lucky you know I just left and then the gas explosion came on oh <laughs> you know I'm not the type that gets into trouble and so on and so forth but when you are somebody who has the fear of the Lord you learn to attribute things to God's grace over your life So you must learn to believe in prayer and in the prayers of God's servants for you. He says, pray for us that we die not. And someone himself said, I will not sin in not praying for you. I will not not do that. I will pray for you. Amen. That is a blessing. Today, I want to continue... To prophesy continuously over your lives. 
Because the words that are being spoken, they are prophetically turning you into a great person. You cannot be the same based on the words that are being prophesied continuously over your life. Now, Proverbs 25 verse 6. It says, put not forth thyself in the presence of the king. And stand not in the place of great men. Alright, what does the next verse say? For better is it, it is that it be said unto thee, come up either, than that thou shouldest be put lower. In the presence of the prince whom thine eyes have seen. But verse 20, verse 6 is beautiful. It says, put not forth thyself in the presence of the king. And stand not in the place of great men. You know, you cannot make yourself great. This is what this scripture is trying to say. You cannot. You cannot make yourself great. You cannot. Don't try to. Don't try to. You get it. It's God who will make you great. Amen. And also prophetically. All the things you are hearing. They are things that will be prophetic. Guidelines to your greatness. When you are going to be great is determined by the Lord. To be rich is determined by the Lord. To be a great man of God is to be determined by the Lord. You know, this week I was at the funeral of the um, soldier who was killed. And uh, there are some funerals. It's not that easy to preach at. This was one of them. Because the person was murdered. When somebody is murdered, there's a lot of emotions. People are full of revenge. And the uselessness of the death. You know? And then the whole government is sitting there because it's so political. But I didn't choose to preach. I was asked to preach. You can't choose certain things. They have to be chosen for you. So God is about to choose you for certain great positions and places. Are you ready to be chosen by the Lord? And uh, he's going to put you on a stage that you never imagined you would stand on. Yes, he is. He will. He will. Amen. I remember years ago, things that I imagined 
when uh, this young man died, the soldier, I didn't know him personally. When I went to his house, I don't know, one morning I woke up and I felt I should, I should go there. And uh, I found that he's our church member. Then when I got there, I found our pastors. And they were being introduced to me. And the first pastor was introduced to me. I said, you know, I always said that I will have pastors whom I don't know. <laughs> that there would be so many pastors that I wouldn't know who they are. So when I say you are going to stand on a stage that will be far bigger than you imagined you ever would be. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 28 and verse 22. It says be Ye not mockers. Therefore be ye not mockers. You see, when words, powerful words are spoken, be ye not mockers. Don't mock at the great prophecies that are spoken over your life. Therefore be ye not mockers. Look at it. Isaiah 28. Now, therefore, be ye not mockers. So, don't find it trivial, the things that are said. They will happen. Practically. One day, I signed my signature. And somebody was mocking at my signature. He said, what is that? And I explained to the person, it's the signature of a millionaire. That's why it's the way it is. I, I said this when I was a student. A student. Yes, many years ago. It was one of my first prophecies. I said, it's the signature of a millionaire. You shall have what you say. You shall have what you say. So it says, Now therefore, be ye not mockers. Be ye not mockers. Be ye not mockers. Learn not to be a mocker. And when they, you know, I had a, a father, I have his, his picture in my office at the back there. He's called, he's called Uncle James. He told me something. He said, you know, when, when you hear something in the Bible and you don't understand it, he said, put it in the wardrobe and just keep it there. Later on, you take it out, you'll understand it and you'll see. So when you hear fantastic things and you look at yourself, you get it. Be ye not mockers. Because when you are a mocker, you discard and reject your own life. Be ye not mockers. Therefore, be ye not mockers. Now, I don't want you to only believe the instructions that are coming. Like, do this, do this. But this first part, you see, this part of the preaching is the prophetic part. 
Yes, because I'm now prophesying. I'm not uh, teaching you number one, number two, number three, number four. I'm prophesying to people who are going to be great. And I'm encouraging you, be ye not mockers. Yes, be ye not mockers. Be ye not mockers. Words that have been spoken over your life shall surely come to pass. In Jesus' name. So, Samuel said, I will not sin against the Lord in not praying for you. Now, last week, many people have, you know, many people made comments and said, you know, they were really blessed with the prayers and all that. Yeah, but before I came to church, I had that in me more that I should pray for the people more than to preach to them. So I, I, I believe that is why I was more praying. I was more praying for you, praying, praying, fighting devils, interceding for your life, both in the morning and the evening. Yes. So receive the prayers, receive the prophecies, receive the words. And be ye not mockers. In Jesus name. Amen. Because you cannot. Make yourself great. No. Only God can make you great. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Now. Even though. Um, what I believe is a master keys to greatness. I want to show you one master key to greatness before I go into, you know, some other things. Esther chapter 9, verse 1. And I want you, I want everybody. To keep this particular key because it's a prophetic key for somebody who is listening. It says, now in the 12th month, that is in the month of Adar, on the 13th day of the same, when the king's commandment and his decree drew near to be put into execution... In the day that the enemies of the Jews hoped to have power over them, though it turned to the contrary, that the Jews had rule over them that hated them. Verse 2. And the Jews gathered themselves together in the cities throughout all the provinces of the king Ahasuerus to lay hand on such as sought their heads. And no man could withstand them. For the fear of them fell upon all the people. And all the rulers of the provinces, and the lieutenants, and the deputies, and officers of the king helped the Jews. Because the fear of Mordecai fell upon them. Notice verse 4. For Mordecai was great in the king's house. He was great. You'll be great in the king's house. Because you see, you can be in the king's house, but you are not great. I mean, we, we have our president, 
Kufuado. You may be in the Flagstaff house, but you are not great in the Flagstaff. There are a lot of people working there. Gardeners, I mean, a whole lot of people. But I prophesy that whichever house you find yourself in, you are going to be great in that house. For Mordecai was great in the king's house. And his fame went out throughout all the provinces. Now notice, and and you need to underline it because this is the master key that I want you to, to get. It says, for this man Mordecai waxed greater and greater. This man Mordecai waxed greater and greater. He was getting greater and greater. Esther chapter 10 verse 1. Now the king Ahasuerus laid a tribute upon the land and upon the isles of the sea and the acts of his power and his might and the declaration of the greatness of Mordecai whereunto the king advanced him. You see You can't do it yourself. The king advanced Mordecai. Wow. Are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia? Now, Mordecai, again, was an unlikely person who became very great. And I, I feel prophetically that I must share this because... It's a prophecy to somebody here and to somebody listening. You see, Mordecai is the uncle of Esther. And um, what is the name of the man? Haman wanted to kill all Jews. It's like somebody wants to kill all Ashantis or all Fantis, all Gans or all Ewes. They wanted to kill all Jews. Jews are everywhere. They, are, they form groups. And wherever they are, you know they are there. Now, They were going to kill everybody, including Mordecai, especially Mordecai. Because Mordecai was not somebody who was bowing his head when Haman came by. He didn't bother to, to, to he, didn't, he didn't acknowledge him. But the night before they were going to kill them, the king couldn't sleep. And then he decided to read the records of the palace. And he found out that there were once two guys who were going to kill um, the king. And it was this Mordecai who had come to say it. And when he said it, it saved the king's life. Of course, (laughs) it could have gone in any direction. But Mordecai decided to let the king know. He wanted to be loyal to the highest authority. You see, it's a key you must learn when you are working somewhere. Don't choose to be friends with low-down people who are disloyal and grumbling all the time about everything. Choose to be close to the highest and have the opinion of the highest person who matters. Learn it. Because when you go to work, every place, there are always people grumbling, talking, and you can join them. Or you can join the higher person. So Mordecai chose to be loyal to the up there. 
in the middle of the night when the king couldn't remember, couldn't sleep, and he read some small history, he found that this Mordecai had been faithful to him. He said, ah, so what has been done for him? So they brought him out and they made him very great. So the greatness of Mordecai was due to his faithfulness to the king and his loyalty. So today, you must believe me, one of the things that makes you very great is your loyalty. See, loyalty is the, the most senior person in our whole system, Bishop Saki, apart from myself. He has been very loyal to me. You ask, what has he done to be great? Is he a better preacher than everybody else? Is he more anointed? Does he have a diamond in his hand? What? Just loyalty, faithfulness. Faithfulness makes you great. You see, and people don't know how important loyalty is. Because usually people who have not built great things, they don't know how important loyalty is. So faithfulness and being faithful to the higher, highest authority. You know, that, that's what people, people want to join the masses. Because most people are against the highest authority. Most people speak against the high, high, high person. So when you join them, you sort of join what is popular. So learning to be faithful to the highest authority that is there, whether the bank, whether the politics, whether the church, school, whatever, you'll find over time, you'll, they'll give you names like, um, like what? Stooge. Snitch. What? Postkaya. Postkaya means what? You are looking for a post. Somebody is looking for post. Wow, postkaya. And what else? Busybody. Anas. It's a name. Wow. Chuka. WikiLeaks. You are WikiLeaks. Daddy's boy. Teacher's pet. Like Joseph with his father. The brothers didn't like him. Do you see? But you see, it's, it's a choice. It's like even in the family. You know, you can choose to be the child who is close to your parents. And the one who your parents trust. Or you can choose to be, to join the masses. Especially if your house has a lot of children, sometimes cousins and all that. They can form a group versus the parents. How many have seen some before? Uh Don't join that group. Stand out. And you prosper. I prophesy your greatness will come through the loyalty of Mordecai. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, turn with me to Colossians. And I'm going to give you another seven keys towards greatness. It says in verse 1, If you are risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. So if you are risen with Christ, 
set your affection on things above. Verse 2. So, are we risen? Are we going higher? Greater? Beautiful. And if you are risen, you must now tune your desires. Tune your affections in a particular way. Amen. When Christ, verse 4, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Amen. And it goes on. Mortify your members. Which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry. All these are bad things. For which sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. You never be called a child of disobedience. Verse 7, in the which you also walked in some time when you lived in them. But now you also put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. The way you speak. And where you speak comes from the, what, you're, what is in your heart. Alright? If you really want to know somebody, try to catch the person when the person is not making an official speech. Yeah. We all used to like listening to Rawlings because he would put aside his speech and start speaking. Taplache and you start saying things. And we get to know what he really feels. These speeches, they are all, it's not even the person who wrote it. Somebody wrote it for him. What he thinks he should say on such an occasion. That is why prayers that are read are different from prayers that are prayed. (laughs) Verse 10, and put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew. All right. Verse 12, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind. All right? And above all, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And verse 15, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. These were all master keys we were sharing. And let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Now, Ida just finished singing. She sang four songs. The first song she sang was, um, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to wipe away the tears on your pillow. When you have pain in your heart, Jesus wipes your tears And comforts you. So if you listen to that song. You hear the word of God. And how he comforted three women. The woman. Who had lost. The widow of Nain. The woman who was bent over. For 18 years. And the woman who was bleeding. For 12 years. You know. So you will be comforted. By the word of God in the song. That was the first song she sang. 
And the second song was about building a house on a rock. So if you listen to the song alone, you don't even listen to the preaching, you, 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 you will be blessed already. And you don't even need to listen to the preaching because the preaching is in the song. Some of you, maybe you need to listen to the song more than the preaching today. You never know. And the third one was, I want to be a virtuous woman. Which is something we need to be because there are different kinds of women. And she was singing about all those types of women. I don't want to be an odious woman. I don't want to be a cantankerous woman. I don't want to be a brawling woman. I don't want to be a contentious woman. If you marry any of these varieties, you might as well put pepper into your different holes and just be worrying for yourself. (laughs) Hmm. Now, Master key number one for today towards your greatness, towards rising to the top, is whatsoever you do, indeed and where, do it in the name of Jesus. So do everything you do in the name of Jesus. All right? Now, this um, scripture or this master key, doing everything in the name of Jesus, is a very helpful guide. To your life. Because. When you can't do it in the name of Jesus. You realize that you you shouldn't do it. Lord I steal this money in the name of Jesus. (laughs) I am stealing this money in the name of Jesus. You realize that the name of Jesus is not going very well with this thing that you are about to do. It's a master key to keeping you on the narrow path of life. Whatsoever you do, do it in the name of Jesus. Whatever you do in word or in deed. So, when you are going to do certain things, such as what? Then you realize that no This thing that I'm watching Oh God I watch this in the name of Jesus Is it not true When you are in a relationship With a brother or a sister and you are going to do something. Say, let's do this in the name of Jesus. Immediately, you know whether you are what you are doing is not working or not. True or not true? When you are telling a big lie, you tell, I tell this lie in the name of Jesus. Let it be established. Let the lies be established. I think that some of the people who are doing politics should use this scripture. They will, they will not tell us lies. Because they say whatever you do in deed, in word, do it in the name of Jesus. 
for all those who claim to be believers. You do it in the name of Jesus. So this is a master key. And when you are stepping out of your room every day, say, Father, I go in the name of Jesus. And as you step out of your house, you are going in the name of Jesus. Whatever wicked thing is waiting for you, will see somebody coming in the name of Jesus. And your greatest guide, without even praying a prayer, knowing that I can't do these things in the name of Jesus, your life begins to be guided and you keep on the right way. Now let me tell you something. Righteousness or doing the right thing, right, is a great defense. In fact, it's probably your biggest defense. Because the Bible says, the breastplate of your protection is your righteousness. The breastplate. That is what covers your heart. So when you do things that are not right, it opens you up to all kinds of evils. And especially things that can kill you. Because it's your heart. That's why people wear chest. They wear the bullet. Those who wear bulletproof vests, they wear it over their, over the chest. You know, so when you shoot them, at least it protects that. Because if you, if you get a, a bullet in your intestines or in so many places, you won't die, really. In fact, most of the time, they leave, the, the bullet is sterile. It's so hot for fire. So many times, they leave the bullet inside. Because it's so hot and it creates a sterile path and it goes to get stuck. Sometimes it's more dangerous to go and bring it out. But sometimes they just leave it there. You get it? Yeah, but you see, if it goes into your heart, your heart is a big kind of like a plastic pump that's pressing at the. So if there's a hole in it, when you it comes, the blood comes out of another place. Then it's it's finished. So the breastplate is really your life. So you know, sin is is like it's like it's nothing, but you see, you must grow to fear it. And you must grow to fear the effect it can have on you. Even though most sins are not found. Most people don't see what you, you do. Yes. Most people don't know what we do. <laughs> yeah, church is quiet. How many have sinned before and nobody saw? Raise your hand. But you see, the demons see. So, as soon as you sin, your breastplate drops off. And the demons spot. They say, ah! Bare chest. Bare chest. Bare chest over there. And then they send signals to their team members. Depending on the type of evil that can come your way. And then they call on the spirit. Remember Jesus said that he goes out and he calls seven other spirits more wicked than himself. So demons have a strong communication. And so one, some of them are, are, are lookouts. And some of them are communicators. So they watch and they see. Breastplate down, 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 down. Down, 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 down. Hey. And they send messages. And that is why sin often leads to death. 
indirectly, something that kills starts to come your way. So you notice a lot of connection between sex and death. HIV and sickness. So many diseases come from only sex. Syphilis, gonorrhea. Gonorrhea causes later on strictures in the urethra and then your urine cannot come and then other diseases. Chlamydia, trachomatis, um, HIV, hepatitis. You know, hepatitis is, is, is a disease you wouldn't want to have. You wouldn't want to see somebody in a liver failure. You wouldn't, if you see what is liver, your liver is failing, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to know about it. Yeah. Man, all these things are linked to just certain sins. You know? So, you, you, you expose yourself badly. I, I think this particular time is really for us to fear these things. Because there's a kind of growing up where it's like you don't fear them. That you have to grow to fear. So that even if it's there, you say, because of this, what I know, this thing, I will not do it. Because it's not about whether somebody catches you. Because even murders, most, most murders, or a large percentage of murders are not solved. <laughs> even Mr. Soldier that they make so much fuss about. He's not the only person who's been lynched. Neither is he the only person who's been murdered. I personally can produce people. I can line them up here today if I have to. And show you people whose husbands were murdered in front of them by armed robbers in Ghana. I can produce one whose uh, husband was murdered in front of her in a hotel in Oda. Another whose husband was murdered in, in front of her. He was shot in front of her in Kumasi. Another one whose husband was killed in front of her in Bawe. Another whose father was killed on a VIP bus a few weeks ago just by Amra. There are a lot of people. Yeah. They are all around free. So one case is just one out of many. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we are, we are, we, you know, you know how we are. Yeah, many are not even found. So even murder, there's a lot. So how much more other simpler sins? As for finding, you may never be found. It's not really the issue of being found. It's really the issue of you and God and your spiritual safety. So remember to do whatever you do in the name of Jesus. If you can't do it in the name of Jesus, they say, hey, I want to be careful of this thing. I can't pray about it. I can't pray for help. Can you ask God, send angels and send your spirit now. Anoint me as I... Tell somebody I found a master key to guide me. Now it's going to get more exciting. The next one is wives submit yourselves to your own husbands as it is, is fitted. So the next master key applies to women. So today, instead of us all having seven keys, everybody will have six because one will apply to the 
wives only. This is only for women. Yes, it's only only for if you are not if you are a brother, you can go to sleep. I'll wake you up after when I finish. Tell the nearest brother you can go to sleep. We'll call you after. <laughs> now, listen carefully. Whenever you you listen to preaching, or even you read the Bible. You must learn to read between the lines. What do I mean by you must learn to read between the lines? You must learn to read what is not written. Now, when you look at a a, a command like this, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. Because you you can't write everything. You, You get what I'm saying? You can't write everything like... Like, I, I would like to ask Paul a question. Why did you say, why did you, the whole Bible, you write to all of us. You don't write to wives or to people. This one, you say wives. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so you have to learn to read between the lines. Why would he tell somebody to submit if he was submitting? something better to say about marriage is there not anything better or like like if you want to just make one comment just one thing not three things not seven things you're just making one statement to to wives like why don't you say something else say something i mean say, advise them about Love or they should do their health. Something. <laughs> About their children or. They say bring your children to church. <laughs> Cooking. <laughs> Batting. No, no. He has only one thing. To wives. And it's wives submit yourself to your own husband. Not to somebody's husband. To your own husband. Now, if you see a couple getting married, you see them sitting on stage after we finish preaching, and even you see them sitting together, you always have the picture of submission. One of the reasons is because your mind operates in a series of images. You see, the man is usually either taller or maybe bigger at a certain stage. Then at another stage, (laughs) she may be bigger than he is. You get what I'm saying? (laughs) Are you still here or you are leaving? No, I'm preaching. I may be talking quietly, but this is, this is the preaching. This is the preaching. And what I'm saying is that the image of the man who is taller and his face is more bony. His face is less attractive. His face is more hairy. Hairy face. Fearful looking. 
And the woman, it looks so peaceful. So gentle. So beautiful. God, that image creates in your mentality another series of images. And one of the images it gives is humility, submission, gentleness, kindness, peacefulness, something that is soft and that follows. And that is often the exact opposite. In wives, not beloveds, wives. Not girlfriends, wives. A number of husbands have made the comment. And I wouldn't say the number, I've not done a research, but it's a common, like the, my number one person who I can't advise, who can't follow, who opposes what I'm doing is my wife. Yeah. Why, why would that be? So does you wonder if Paul had only one thing to do? Come on, Paul. Say something more serious. This is what I say. I say I want to say wives should submit. <laughs> if you had a vision of Paul, say, Paul, give, say, something, say something clever. Say something wise. Say something spiritual. So I say wives should submit. Not beloved and not girlfriend. Wives. Which means koto. It means bend. It means bow. It means yield. It means giving. It means give up. It means surrender. It means flow. But instead of that, we have argue, defend, resist, oppose, challenge, discuss, analyze. Question. Justify. Negotiate. Reply. Retort. Resist. Oppose. Reject. You know... People don't like it when you speak about real things that the Bible is talking about. The, the truth is some way. Uh, truth is some way. Yeah, truth is some way. When you speak the truth, you know. I was once somewhere and I was supposed to preach and I decided not to preach what I really wanted to say. Yeah, I just preached something else. But what I would have said, I didn't say. Because... The, 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 the truth would be too offensive to the people. So all of you sisters, to be great, to be happy, is to learn your greatness is connected to how capable you are of flowing and submitting. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at beautiful girls. Look at them. You can't even imagine that such a person would be stubborn. No, I mean, you should. I, I don't know what I should call them out for you to see them. 
You want to see them? They are sitting there. Look at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show us their faces. Look, you cannot imagine. And I'll tell you, it is the amazing one thing that will make you. When we say greatness, it's also in your home. To be happy. Because if you have a nice house with nice furniture, nice. You can come to the front, Prince. If you have a nice house with nice furniture, but there's no happiness. You are not great. There's no joy. No happiness. No playing. I was watching a documentary of uh, Princess Diana. And they were describing how the marriage broke up. And the guy who was describing it said. The gentleman who was describing said. You know there was no tactile um, relationship. There were no pats and taps. It had all ended. There's no more playfulness, happiness. It's gone. Yes. There's no laughter. Because you don't play with your opposition party. You don't play with what is resisting you. you. You need strength to subdue. And crush the opposition. Do you think NBC is joking with NPP? They are not giving them any allowance at all. They are going to criticize them till the last day. They will never praise them. Because your opposition is not something you praise. It's something you you need to crush and defeat. So if you want to be happy, great marriage, beautiful, learn it now. Any of you girls whose mother has told you you are stubborn, it's a bad sign for the future. Yes, it's a bad sign for the future. And when you show signs of inflexibility, it's a bad sign. That is why people start by living in the same house, in the same room, and on the same bed. And as time goes by, if they prosper, they sometimes have two rooms. And sometimes they have two houses. And sometimes they have two countries that they live in. When you say, where, where is your wife? So she's there. Where is her? She's over there. That's all. Different continents even. Sometimes they need to continentalize themselves and then transcontinental marriage. <laughs> so I'm giving you a master key master key yeah to happiness and you can't you can't say hey, but you should tell him to also talk to the boy. already you can see those are the signs I mean just just what you are saying shows that you are the type of unhappy and unlucky woman you are an unhappy and unlucky woman write it down unhappy and unlucky yes you are an unhappy and unlucky type yeah just the comment, the reaction to my preaching. Look at what you are saying. 
So I tell them to tell them they are whatever. You are unhappy and unlucky. I've been saying, I mean, you do, you look at how you are retorting my preaching. I'm preaching the word of God, and look at your response to me. I mean, have I said something wrong? Am I not preaching from the Bible? If this is what you do to the pastor, what will you do to the husband? Find the sister who was saying that thing and sort her out right now. Hey! They've gone to the back. They are the very back. I see. Close to the door. And have a tactile relationship. How many want to be married and be having some taps and pats and raps? Nobody would tap you. I mean, a dangerous tiger. You are moving. Who is going to tap you? A dangerous lioness. Who is going to tap you? Tapping from where? You are joking. You will get a chain and a gun. And a cage. <laughs> so, learn, learn it and believe it. To submit to your own husband. So, to submit to the pastor is easy. Oh, pastor. Oh, bishop. <laughs> Bishop, I was really blessed. Bishop, whatever you say, whatever you say, we will do it. God bless you, Pastor. Bishop, I tell you, we really love you. We really thank God for your life. We are, we are, we are so blessed. Anytime you preach, something is doing us. We are, we, are, we are flowing with you. We are flowing with you. Your words are like, they are like words of, precious words of diamonds. In pictures of silver and gold. Ah, look, you are telling me that. What are you telling to your husband? Resistance, opposition, discussions, arguments. You cannot be advised anymore. You have an answer for everything. At this age, you have an answer. You see, you are wearing black. You say it's white. I say it is white. Sit down, sit down. I don't know why you are standing. So, let me give you the meaning of submit. It means to bend. It means to bow. You may be the same age as your husband, or you may be, but this thing, uh, it 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 affects all ages. It's it's, it's a spirit. Yeah. At first, I used to think that the younger you are, if you are much younger than your husband, your, your submission will really flow. So one day, I, I did an experiment. I got a brother who was several years older than the spouse, the, the beloved. And I decided to see how their marriage would be. I was, I was trying to see that when the age difference is a lot, 
the submission really flows. Who? Oh. My experiment proved that whether you are 20 years, then I got another one that's about 20 years younger. Yes. I was, I was one time with them. They were talking. The, fa- the, 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 the husband, the wife. Then the wife will interject. At the point I told the wife, listen, please allow your husband to speak. And I, he's talking too much. He's what, 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 I said, please, you are 20 years younger than this man. Allow the man to speak. He's then the man was quiet like a lamb. And he said, as for marriage, it's a temptation. <laughs> for marriage, it's a temptation. <laughs> 20 years, solid. Yes, a fatherly husband. Like a husband who is like a father. It makes no difference. It's a spirit. It makes no difference. Yeah. And you may be a very great man of God. It makes no difference. Once you become a wife, if the Holy Spirit doesn't lead you, you know, John Wesley, John Wesley, John Wesley, one, one of the reasons, you know, his wife left at a point. One of the things she, she didn't like, she said that the Methodist ministers were against her. And the Methodist pastor did not like the way she was treating her husband. They did not like it. They said, we don't like the way you treat the, the man. He's uh, precious to us. How you are relating with him, how you are treating him, we don't like it. So they gradually... Came, you see, because you can't hide a cat for long. <laughs> yeah, for long. Yes, you can't hide a cat for long. After a point, they didn't like it. They said, no, we don't like the way you treat him. It's precious to us. To our doing, it's not nice. They disliked him. All of them. So that was why she didn't like the church too. So those of you who want to, I want to marry my man of God. Glory to God. You see, if I was married to a man, this uh, guy that I've married, I don't even see what work he does. If God were to give me somebody anointed, somebody wonderful with the Holy Spirit flowing through him, and my submission would have come. Omale, ole, ole. Do you think that men of God in their houses are conducting miracle services? Uh, what do you think they are doing in the house? They are conducting marriage, marital affairs in the house. They are not conducting miracle services. Tell the nearest sister, sister, you are being trained in the art of submission. Amen. Are you going to practice it? Don't tell me it's a cultural thing. It's an African thing. Your mouth like the horn of Africa. Don't, don't, say, don't say things you don't understand. Eh? 
All right, step number three. Step number three to your greatness. Husbands, love your wives. (laughs) Yes. Now again, even though you may not be married, you must realize that you may one day be rich and you have a big house and then seven cars and 18 toilets and bathrooms. But if you have no family, it is not really greatness. So, your ability to love a wife is very important. So, I just want to say one master key that will help you. In fact, maybe two. One truth and one master key. The first truth is that nature itself teaches you as a male that naturally you will love many. I wrote a song, I love you and many others too. (laughs) Because nature If you see when Jacob and Esau were going to meet, he was going to give him a present of so many cows and sheep and camels, female camels, sheep, cows, goats, and so on. And the ratio, if these guys can find it, you see the ratio was 20 males to 200 females. Yeah. The ratio is a normal ratio if you do some small animal house. Yes. This is the ratio. He says, 200 she-goats and 20 he-goats. You see, nature shows you that 20 he-goats can finish 200 she-goats in no time at all. Oh, put that thing back. What is this guy doing? Yeah. 200 eels, I think that's the female, and 20 rams. Yes, one to ten. Nature shows you that one can service ten. And go on, there's more. There's camels and others. Thirty milk camels with their colts, forty kine and ten bulls. So forty kine is the um can you change the version, my my, my Christian friend? Yes, thirty milking camels. And they are called 40 cows and 10 bulls. So, one bull to four cows. It's nature. And this is a present somebody was given. He knew that you have to give. You don't give 40 cows with 40 bulls. I mean, they will kill themselves. One cannot satisfy one. It's too few. You know? And then, even donkeys. You may not respect donkeys, brother, but they have more wives than you. It says, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. One is to two at least. Alright, so you must know that your nature is to have many attractions. 
All right? So your master key to loving your wife is to not love anyone else. One love. You must never love any other apart from the one that you've chosen. You must never fall in love or let somebody become so nice to you. I wish I'd met you earlier. No. You are more beautiful than the one I have. No. You are more friendly than the one I have. No. I like your fried fish more than this other one's fried fish. Don't look at the other eels. Yeah. So when you are a young man, how to have one and develop the art of having one? Because all your greatness will come crashing down when you don't have any home. Yeah. You don't have a home. All the, what God is going to give you, there's nowhere to take it home to. There's nobody to go back and have a tactile relationship with. No pats and taps. No games. Because you are just playing games with everybody who looks beautiful to you. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, beyond the scope of this message, but it is the important thing is to develop the act of when I say that I love you, it not only means that I love you, it means that I don't like anybody else. And you must learn how to see that what you've decided for is enough. There's no need of any, and no one is as nice as what you have. If you can have, let that, that thing comes into your mind. That's what the Bible says. He that committed adultery lacketh not self-control. He lacketh understanding. He lacks a certain way of thinking. And that's the way of thinking I'm trying to show you. Yeah. It is the understanding that you, you have a certain type of understanding. Anyone who looks so beautiful, it is because she's not yours. If she was to become your, you see that it would change again. So, from the day that you say, you. I told my my wife, 26th of August, 1985, I said, I'll marry you. I like you. That was it. You think I haven't seen beautiful people? I've seen plenty. But, I don't like any I've not fallen in love with anybody. I don't want them. And I don't find them genuinely. I look around, I don't find somebody who I think that can be better or can do better. Not that they are not beautiful. But it's, it's how to have one and cancel the rest. It's an art. If you, if you joke with it, you will love many. 
And when you start, you see that you can't stop. And you'll be very difficult to marry. Because as you are even proposing, you have somebody that yesterday, you've told the person that it's because I promised the person, but you are the one that I really like. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. You lie here, you lie here, you tell this one this, you tell this one this, and play games with your life. So a master key to greatness is to be able to love one. So you have to learn it. Otherwise, you will not have a home. You will have many people to see, but you won't have a home. And although you may have money, you will not have a home. You won't have a home. That is it. You won't have a home. (laughs) But you will have a home in Jesus' name. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, this one is for you. Now, the second part of the verse is, and be not bitter against them. You see, again, you have to read between the lines. Why would you say, don't be bitter against them? It's about husbands with wives. You know, I didn't write the Bible. If you want to be angry with somebody, just be angry with Paul or with Jesus or any of these guys. But me, I'm just reading the things to you. And I'm not going to say anything about that part. All I'll say is that if you read my book, The Beauty, The Beast, and The Pastor, you will see why somebody like Paul will write, don't be bitter against them. There must be a reason. He didn't say, wife, don't be bitter against your husband. He says, husband, love your wife, don't be bitter against them. There are many Bitter pills waiting. Would oh there? You see what we what we usually hear is that oh the man has gone to sleep with somebody. Oh Charlie, how? But I just say the wife say oh this is the this is the normal news. It's just like the funeral of the soldier. All we hear is that the soldier has been lynched. Look, others have been lynched in Ghana. It's not the first. And murder, senseless murders, senseless murders are going on in Ghana. Senseless. It's not the only one. It's always what you hear, but what is real? There's more to it than what you think. It's the same thing. You just hear, oh, this one has gone for this girl. This one has gone. It's just the surface. Read the Bible, no? Be not bitter against them. Hmm. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> are you here or you are leaving? How many master keys do you have? Three, but because the bit, be not bitter against them. I said no comment. Number key number four. Obey your parents. Yeah. It's a master key to doing well. Those who obey parents, you will be great. 
And parents goes to whatever parent God gives you. Because look, not everybody grows up in a house. This is my father, this is my mother. But God gives you parents. Sometimes in the church, he gives you a parent. He gives you an auntie, an uncle, whatever. They are all parents. And he says, obey them in the Lord. In all things. <laughs> all things. Yeah. In all things. Yeah. You, you, you see, you will learn that it's a master key to doing well. Even in church, we have so many children giving their testimony. Continue to give testimony. Don't stop giving those testimonies. How you decided to obey your parents and it turned out right. Listen, let me just say one thing. If your parent doesn't want you to marry somebody, there's no reason on earth. Don't even come to us also to say, so what do you do? Is there any prayers you can pray to curse or whatever, to break yokes and to... Huh? No. And I like what he says, in all things. There's nothing personal at the point. All things. You need to learn obedience in all. Your life is bizarre because you don't obey in all things. Yes. Sometimes even you look at the course you are doing. And some people who are in the Bible school, it's good you are in Bible school, but if you were to be very honest with yourself, some of you realize that you didn't do well in secular education because you didn't obey your parents. And not, not because you couldn't study, but because you were not obedient children. Yes. They're not obedient children. So a, a child who is not obedient, you can't do well. So learn to obey parents, fathers, and mothers. Obey. And learn to obey what I tell you because some of you have you you are you are my children as some of you made most of you are, you are my children and when i'm speaking learn to obey and i would only say nice things to you he says obey the in all things in all things he said this is well pleasing to the lord and is it not to be pleasing to god that we want to be he said to be pleasing you pleasing you this is all i really want to do to be pleasing Pleasing you. This is all I really want to do. So to be pleasing to God. And one of the master keys to pleasing God is to obey your parents. Yes. When my mother calls me. When my mother calls my mother, my parents. I, obey. I remember I was sharing the last time. One time my mother asked me about something. And I said, this topic, I have said that I will not talk about it. But you know, when she asked me, I said, because my mother is the one asking me, I'll talk about it. Because I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You must have a hand that can make you bend. No, that's why sometimes when there's a case, I let other pastors do it. Because when you disobey me, then it's like there's usually not much higher to go. To disobey. So I like you to disobey lower ones so that hopefully by the time you get to me, then maybe you will obey what, I, what I'm going to say. So I try to reserve myself as a last calo. Do you understand last calo? Yes, last calo. So I try to keep myself as a last calo. Yeah. And now look at the thing. It says, in all things. So this one is personal. The more things you are learning to be obedient, the more your life will improve. Your life upgrades as you learn to be more things. 
Yeah. You see, and when your parent doubles up, you see, a parent, uh, a parent is sad that he's anointed always to be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My father told me to be a doctor. I didn't want to be a doctor. I wanted to be a vet. Because I like animals. I like horses, cows, dogs. All animals. I like, I'm an animal lover. Yes. I wanted to be a vet. My father said I should be a doctor. Doctor, that's it. Forget about it. Things, if you ask what I wanted to be, pilot, doctor, a, a, a vet, these are. Your father said do this. You do it. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. You don't know much. So your key to greatness, listen very carefully. Don't think, oh, my mother is so tribalistic. My father is foolish. My father is uneducated. My, my mother is this. My fa- you, are, you are the fool. You, you are the fool. You are the fool in this situation. Children, obey. Obey. It didn't say discuss. Analyze. Argue. You see, you start what you are going to do in marriage. Arguing, resisting, opposing, questioning. And you will never stop being a child as, even as you grow up. Never. Never. You know, one day, I was speaking to a widow. She was crying. I told her, listen to me. Do this. Number one, do this. Number two, do this. Number three. Do, 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 do. I said, stop crying and do what I say. She herself will tell you. <laughs> because what I told her, it, it, it was not emotionally correct. But it was right for her life. Her life is different today because she listened to what I said. She would never be where she is today if she had not just listened to what I told her and when I told her. People don't want to learn. You will never, you will always be a child to your parents. When my mother calls me, I say, yes, mommy. I don't say, uh, what, what, would, what could I say? Mrs. <laughs> see what knows or what? I mean, you must be joking. Hey, mommy, you always, I'm 54 years old. Oh, she will always be my mommy. Forever and ever. That is it. So you grow up and you find how much you are still a child at every stage of your life. If you are here and you are a struggler with you and your daddy, you and your mother, and you and your pastor, you are already manifesting a curse. I'm telling you. And it's going to show up in all areas of your life. Show up especially when you marry. Because when you marry... To be unsubmissive is natural. That's why it says submit. When you marry, to not love one woman is natural. You also struggle with it. Everything you struggle with it. How many master keys have you got? Four. If you want a short church, you have to find another place. I've told you. I've told you many times. Number five. Obey your masters in all things. Your bosses, if you are employed. Servants, obey in all things your masters, according to the flesh. Not with eye service as men pleases, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. Now, the fifth master key is learn how to obey your superior at work. 
Look, it's not only God who says the greatest commandment is to love and obey. Anyone above you, when you obey the person fully, he likes you. So, what I find amazing is people go to work and they don't know how to work. Learn how to do what the person above you wants. Learn it. If he wants this, do it. And you start, you see yourself going high. You see yourself going high. When you are sent on the mission, do what they say. Just do it without thinking. That's what people don't do. If you look at the apostolic spice I was preaching about, you find that all those seven things, people don't do them, but you say them, but they don't do it. Don't struggle where you are working. Learn to adapt and learn to flow. With the highest person that is over you, you will find yourself, right. look, rising and being promoted at a point it is just by favor. <laughs> to be a lieutenant, you pass exams. To be a captain, you pass exams. To be a major, you pass exams. After that, to be a, I think after that is a colonel. You also, I think, do some exams. But after, after that, it's uh, who you know. What people say about you. Do you think the chief of staff and some of the ministers and so on, it is by qualification that the president went to read their CVs? <laughs> Learn to obey. Learn to obey bosses and masters. Over you. Huh? At home. Learn to submit your will. You see the whole world is made of independent people. Everybody wants to be independent. I'm my own man. I do what I want. Even in a church. The musicians. That's, that's why people do it. Perhaps you can. You can. Um. um Attribute Ida's success in music to just her compliance with what I want. With what I want. Not what she wants or what anybody wants. Most of the musicians are not like that. Masters. Servants. Obey your master. It's like old English, but you see, it's just employees obey your, bo- I mean, your employers. <laughs> yeah. You will be great. I said you will be great if you learn it. And when you do it, when you do what they want, that is a blessing I had with my crusade team. When we started crusades, I said, just do what I say. And they learned to follow what I said. And when it doesn't work, we all share the blame together. But not that I told you to do something, it doesn't work. Then you come and say, you see what you told us to do. You got the problem that has come. No. If it doesn't work, it's like we are all sorting out the issues. But if it works, we are all happy together. And it has made us achieve many things. Sometimes even the church members in some of the churches, they want to tell the pastors, Tell you, what are you even preaching? We don't even understand what you are doing. 
The church is not even growing. Why don't you do what our father says? Do you even, do you have macarius? Do, do you listen to messages? They want to talk to the pastors. <laughs> hey! How many master keys do you have? Five. Number six. Whatever you do, do it heartily. Yes. Cheerfully, heartily. Huh? Now, you'll be surprised. Doing something heartily. As unto the Lord and not unto men. Now, you may say, well, I did it. But you didn't do it heartily. Nobody wants an, uh, an uh, what is the opposite of cheerful? Grumpy, disgruntled, grudging, moody person around. Yes. There are people that I have moved out of my environment because of their attitude. Oh, yes. I always I like people that are happy because you know I want to be happy. How many want to be happy? Do you, do you want somebody who is sad and will bring a, a negative feeling? Everything is negative. We don't need sad people. Said whatever you do, do it heartily. People will like you. You can't say I'm a melancholic girl. Nobody will be choosing you, and you'll be sitting in the chair saying God has not answered our prayer. Your face must be cheerful. A girl must smile. If you are a girl, you must smile. You must look like somebody who is hearty. Somebody who is happy. Even as I'm preaching, some are not smiling. Uh, This sister was not smiling. Look, she was not smiling. And you'll be wondering, Lord, Lord, where is the beloved Lord? He prophesied that all of us will marry, but we are not seeing the marriage. You don't smile. Look. On Saturday, every Saturday, go to the Kodesh and just take a photograph of each bride. You will see that it's not the slimmest. It's not the most beautiful, most voluptuous beauty queen. But probably a hearty person. Yes. You know, I was always happy to have my beloved around when we started the church. My our church office was R104 at Kolebu. Yes. She always make everybody happy. Now, I didn't know Bishop Saki so well and all these new people. I didn't really know it in my life. When she comes, she laughs at everybody. She makes tea. She makes some small, small food. And they are just happy. Everybody becomes more relaxed. Because you say, I'm a, I'm a serious person. So I need somebody who is lighter in my environment. I can't be, I can't have so seriousness all the time. You are too. The English has even failed me. The English has, I accept that it has failed me. Too stern, too stern, too serious. Hey. And you cannot imagine how you will be like when you start to wear glasses in addition, in addition to how you are now. 
when you add glasses to your current behavior. If your husband wants to have sex with you, he has to write a formal letter to you requesting approach. Request to approach the airport. Can I have permission to land? Wow. Tell somebody I'm becoming cheerful. Yeah. How many master keys do you have? And the last master key. Do everything as unto the Lord. Do it unto the Lord. Knowing, in verse 24, that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when you know that you are working for the Lord, you can work very hard. And I want to say to all businessmen and anyone who is earning money, have in your mind, I am doing it for God. Suddenly, your work will become more meaningful. You will say to yourself, what can I do? What can I do? I'm doing it for the Lord. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a brother he used to work for the United Nations. Everywhere he went, huh? He he was always mindful. He's one of our pastors, Pastor Tamba from Sierra Leone. Yeah, everywhere he went, he was mindful that he was doing something for the Lord. Yes. Everywhere he went. Today, our church in Central African Republic, you know, a very war-torn Difficult country. There's only one road in the country. But when he was working there for the United Nations, he built a church. Yeah. Like a lighthouse. Lighthouse. It's by the main road. There's only one road. Even though you don't know Ghana is New York. I said, there's, there's just one road going through. And when he was there, he built a church. And the church is working. Through all the walls and everything, the church is still working. Because he built a building. Zambia, too, he built another building. Sierra Leone, uh, Ethiopia, he also built. Everywhere he's been built, he used his money, he used his connections, he used whatever he had to build the church. Ethiopia, Central, everywhere. And he was not, he's never been a full time. Church has never given him even one dollar. But whatever he was doing, it's like me, I work for the Lord. It's, it's, it's wonderful. And people who use whatever God has given to them. And you see, when you die, when you die, it's, it's only your eternal things you've done, especially things related to the church. This week, one of our greatest lay pastors we have ever had died this week, Pastor Jimmy Blavo in Geneva. Yes. And I tell you, when we think of him, you know, we can only think of his sacrifice, his life from the day that I knew him 25 years ago till he died. Yes, before my son was even born. Commitment, 
traveling to preach, never collected even a dollar from the church. He used to travel to go and preach every Sunday. <laughs> Building it. And you see, when you die, whether he work here or he work there, it doesn't even come in. But it's whatever you did unto the Lord. That's what seems to matter. I'm telling you. It matters what you did for God. That's what I said. Whatever you do it unto the Lord. And your business will start to have a meaning. God will bless it more because it has a reason. Like this United Nations guy, pastor. It has a meaning. Everywhere, you know, he, he said, I will not live here. There's a church and he's there. It's one of the main churches. <laughs> Ethiopia, Zambia. Physical buildings. Oh. Physical church buildings. Yes. So, Whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. Because at the end of the day, otherwise, otherwise your work, honestly, what is it? You are feeding chickens. You are collecting water. You are, you are, you are, you are watering. Uh, it doesn't even make sense. The work you are doing. But if it's unto the Lord, then it suddenly makes sense. But if it's not unto the Lord, it's like it's something silly that you are doing. Like, what are these papers you are carrying around? <laughs> Why are you in this room all the time? What, what, what is it for? But it is the when you, you force yourself that I am doing this unto the Lord. There is a new meaning to everything that you are doing. He says, and look what he said. For you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, the next verse. For you serve the Lord Christ. Every businessman, every doctor, every lawyer, every student. Have it in your mind. You serve the Lord Christ. Yes. And the day that you are called, that will be it. You know, you always wish you could come back and do something more for God. Yeah. But I don't want you to wish. How many of us can decide that we will never want to come back? Either you have a song like that, eh? I don't want to say I want to go back. I don't want to say I don't want to say, I want to go back and do some more. I don't want to ever say, I want to do some more. If I want to do anything, I want to do it to the Lord, for the Lord, to him, for him. Never let it be that if you die, you will be saying, Charlie, I need to reverse and just come and sort out, sort out it now. I say sort it out now or sort out it now. (laughs) You know, when our brother died, I, I sat, I was sitting alone to myself and I was thinking, so if I was the one, is there something I would want to do now? I was you know I have to think that way. Is there something you would want to come back and do. I don't want to say I want to go back. Either. When I get to heaven 
I'll take a seat on a lonely bench by the fields of heaven. I'll sit and think about my life, the life I lived, the things I did, the places I went. I hope I never say I regret the way I lived. I hope I never say. Please let me go back. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. Can I go back? Can I go back to some more? I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I, I want to go back. Go back. I don't want to say. I want to go back. I don't want to say. I want to go back. When I get to heaven. When I get to heaven. I'll roam the streets and the highways. I'll roam the streets. I'll walk the lanes. I'll see the heroes of the faith. Compare myself to those who shine like the stars and receive crowns. I hope I never say I regret. Can I go back to do some more? I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I want to I wanna go back. I don't want to say. I want to go back. No, no, I don't want to say. I want to go back. When I get to heaven. When you get to heaven. When you get there. You see your friends and the folks from church. The first will be last. First will be last. And then the last will be the first. And I hope you'll be among the last who become the first. I hope you'll be. I hope you'll never. You regret the way you lived. I hope you never say you want to go back. You don't want to say, could you go back to do some more? You don't want to say you want to go back. When I get to heaven, 
And I'll dedicate this song to Pastor Jimmy. Sing the first verse again. When I get to heaven, I'll take a seat. I'll walk through the streets. When I get to heaven, I'll take a seat on the lonely bench by the fields of heaven. By the fields. I'll sit and think about, I'll think about my, my life, life, the life I the lived, the life I lived, the things, the things I, I did, did, the places, places. I went. Places I went. I hope I never say I regret the way I lived. I hope I never say. Please let me go back. I don't want to say. Can I go back to do some more? I don't want to say. I want to go back. Stand to your feet. Oh, I don't want to say. Whatsoever you do, do to the Lord. Lift your hand and let's pray for a moment. Commit yourself to God, Lord. Whatever I do, whatever work I do, it is now for the Lord. Pray for a moment. Father, thank you for the greatness. When I will roam the streets and the highways. Speak to God. I'll walk the lanes. I'll walk the lanes. I'll see the heroes. I'll see the heroes of the faith. Compare myself. Compare myself to those who shine like the stars and receive crowns. I hope I never say. Jesus, I regret the way I lived. I hope I never say. Please let me. Jesus, thank you for your word to our hearts today. Thank you that greatness is birthed into every life here. Thank you that whatsoever we do from today, we do it heartily and as to the Lord and not unto men. May we never feel like coming back to do some more. Thank you. Thank you for our pastor, Jimmy, who also served you. And today we know where he's roaming, seeing things for himself. What we can only believe but he's seen it practically. Give us the strength to serve you and to work us unto the Lord forever and ever. We are grateful in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today, you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you are not even ready to go to heaven. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, lift your right hand quickly. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Lift it up high. I want to give my life. You want to be ready to go to heaven. You want to go to heaven. But you, you don't know. Maybe if you die today, tomorrow, you don't know if you go to heaven or hell. And you are a young person. And you are 
you are not sure, it's very important that you be sure. I see all your hands. Today is your day of salvation. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, come to me from where you are standing. Come quickly. Come. Give him your life today. God bless you. Stand right here. Stand here. Stand here. God bless you. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Please forgive me for my sins. I give my life to Jesus Christ. Have mercy upon me. I'm sorry for my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I want to give you one of my books, How You Can Become a strong Christian. This is a gift to you. This is a gift to you. Have you got have you got it in your hand? Very good. Now lift up lift up your hand like this and close your eyes. Say with me, Jesus, from today I belong to you and I will serve you. Help me, Lord, to be faithful. I will no longer obey Satan, but I will obey Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. What's your name? Maxwell Kumoji. What a blessing. Listen, all of you standing here, even if I didn't ask your name, as soon as we close, come to this side. If you are holding the book, once you are holding the book, come to this side. We are going to pray with you and just tell you one thing. And then after that, we, we, will, we will go. So as soon as we close, don't just go. Come to this side here. If you are holding the book, and we are going to meet with you. Your life will never be the same again. Amen. What's your name? Benjamin. That's a special name. Benjamin. God is going to use you, Benjamin. Amen. God bless you. Go back to your seats. And it's time for communion. You may be seated. Now just receive the bread and the wine as Ida sings this beautiful song. Take it, this is my body Which was broken for you Drink, this is my blood Which was poured out for you Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood Has eternal life For my flesh is meat indeed And my blood is drink indeed cup of communion that we bless. It is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break. It is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal. It is the meal of God. It will sustain you. It will heal you. It will give you life. When I see the blood, oh, when I see, I will pass over you. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Oh, yeah. When I see the blood, oh, I will pass over you. 
my body, Shaky, this my body, which is broken for you. Drink, this is my blood, which is poured out for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. The cup of blessings. My flesh is meat indeed. Our flesh is meat. My blood is drinking deep. Receive life. The cup of blessing which we bless. The cup of blessing. It is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we bless. the meal of God. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. When I see the blood I will pass over you. Lift up the bread. Whatever is not in Christ whatever disease is not in Christ. As you partake of this, that disease cannot be in you. Whatever is not in the life of Christ, pain, sorrow, disease, wickedness, is not in Christ. And therefore, as you take this bread and this body, it will not be in you. In the name of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Now, the blood. 1 Corinthians 10, 16 says the cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of Jesus Christ? As I lift up this cup I declare that a blessing you are about to drink a blessing into your life. Whatever Represents a curse, an evil thing in your life as you take this cup. The blessing neutralizes every type of fashion of a curse. The cup of blessing, 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 the cup of blessing. The cup of blessing. The cup of blessing. Receive the cup of blessing. The cup of blessing that we take. It is the communion of the blood of Christ. Receive healing. The bread we Receive life. Is the communion of the body of May Christ. evil spirits go out of you. Oh, this is the In the name of Jesus. Be healed. It will sustain you. It will heal 
be delivered of every plague. Be set free. When I see the blood. A chain is falling off you now. Chains are falling from you right now. By the cup of blessing, the curse is removed. In the name of Jesus Christ. When I see the blood. Lay your hands on your head now. Whatever affects your wisdom. That makes you foolish. That makes you unwise. That makes you take bad decisions. It's neutralized now by the cup of blessing. What makes you lack knowledge? Lack understanding? What makes you stubborn? You are healed of it today in Jesus' name. Whatever makes your mind inflexible, unchangeable, unrenewable, you are healed of it today in Jesus' name. May you have a spirit of a sound mind. Whatever makes you depressed, I cast it out of you now in Jesus' name. Whatever makes you discouraged, I cast you out. I cast it out now. Spirit of downheartedness, disillusionment, disappointment, discouragement. I cast it in your life now in the name of Jesus. Whatever makes you cry, what makes you sad, what makes you unhappy every day, what makes you disturbed every day, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Lift your two hands. These are hands of victory. These are hands of victory that have received the cup of blessing. You are declared blessed and victorious. You are declared the winner of every battle in your life. You are receiving the cup of blessing today. Whatever battle you are engaged in, may God give you the upper hand. May you lift up the flag of victory. May you lift up the banner of victory in your life in Jesus' name. Whatever frightens you, I rebuke it for you in Jesus' name. Whatever scares you in your life, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Fear of tomorrow. Fear of the unknown. Fear of what is coming against you. Fear of those who have conspiracies and plans against you. I declare you victorious in Jesus' name. Receive the cup of blessing. Receive the blessing of the Lord. I see your foot on a rock. God has stabilized your future. God has stabilized today. God has stabilized tomorrow. You'll no more be uncertain in your life. After suffering for a while, God is establishing you in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and thank him for the cup of blessing and for the victory. Cup of blessing which we bless. Thank it is the communion, the communion. You are now partaking of the life of God. You are now partaking in the victories of God. You are now partaking in the hand of God. The blessing of God over your life is declared to be complete and powerful in the name of Jesus Christ. It will sustain you. I smell victory. I said I smell victory. I smell victory. All things are defeating your life. Oh yes Receive the cup of blessing Blessings are declared over your future 
Your car is blessed. Your house is blessed. Your future is blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now place your hand on your stomach. Every sickness goes now. Receive healing. Every pain goes now. Every curse is commanded to depart. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. In Jesus' name. Lift your hand and thank God for touching your life. Thank you for the communion, the fellowship, the joining with the body of Christ. The blessing as he is. So are we in this world. Through the communion, you are merged with power, with healing, with God's blessing. In Jesus' name. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Daikewood Mills, please visit our website at www.daikewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There is something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There is something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC.